the choice to spread love in a world full of pain. The generation willing to be a light in darkness. The selfless desire to serve humanity. The purpose fueled with passion to make a difference. This is Madcasters, the ultimate guide you need to impact the world. What's going on, everyone? This is your host, Brian St. Louis, and I'm here to connect you to impact leaders across the globe who strive to make a difference in their communities and the world. As you listen to these gripping stories and endeavors from inspirational people and organizations, you will gain the confidence to implement strategies to make a difference not only in your personal life, but to impact humanity around you. Please subscribe to Madcasters on your favorite podcast platform. Follow us on Instagram. Support through Patreon. Together, let's make a difference and change the world. going on everyone this is your host brian st louis and with me today our special guest we have tracy dobbins and i must say just being able to have an interaction with tracy we're gonna have a wonderful episode tracy thank you so much for coming on to madcasters where we highlight people and organizations who are actively making a positive difference in the world hey brian it's a pleasure to be here absolutely man well i just want to jump into this because just having this interaction with you before, I, I really believe that we're going to be able to learn a lot from you today and how you're helping the sectors, the homeless sector uh, in, in your area, in your community. So why don't you tell us a little bit more about who you are and what, what got you into this journey of, of creating Inspire Real Change? Yeah, absolutely, Brian. So I, uh, I spent about 21 years in the military and uh, I was in the Air Force and uh, I was actually an intelligence analyst for the majority of my career, and uh, not that I have uh, a big a big brain by any means, but <laughs> but uh, you know, I did my best. But uh, I did that for like I said, twenty one years, and then when it was time to get out, I just was trying to figure out like what 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 I wanted to do with my life. You know, traditionally for people that were in my line of work, we just transferred from the military into like a a, a contracting job or working for the government or whatnot. And uh, that implied sitting in cubicles and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not a cubicle dude by any means. So um, I, I just really wanted to, to help people. And I didn't, I couldn't really figure out exactly what the focus was going to be or what, what it was, but I said, you know what, I'm just going to go ahead and just get out there just start um, working with some people and, and figure it out from there. So I moved, I actually retired out of the military, out of Hawaii, and then I moved to Los Angeles uh, for about a year, and that's when I started working with the homeless population. Um, going down on Skid Row, um, the, the, uh, just trying to understand and see what was going on in the at that street level or service level 
it just really like captured me. And um, if you've ever heard of um, the the Los Angeles Dream Center, uh, Matthew Barnett, Pastor Matthew Barnett has that in Los Angeles. And I spent a week there living in the Dream Center and um, helping people every day. And I was like, man, this is it. Uh, I know what my focus is going to be, and it's going to be within the homeless population, and it's going to be helping people. And that's how I, I guess everything started for the for the most part. And um, yeah, so I spent a year in Los Angeles, and then uh, our, my family we decided that we were going to move back east, so we moved to South Carolina, where we currently are. And I started working with uh, homeless here in 2000, it was 2014. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's, and, and believe it or not, when I moved here and started working with homeless population, I got, I got down to a deeper level. Mm-hmm. Like I started forming relationships with people and started understanding. I mean, I, I this, I, I tell you, Brian, it was, it still is, but it, it's to the point where I can be somewhere and I could see some the way somebody walks, and I know who it is. Wow, that's how that's how that's how embedded, I guess you would say that that I got, and I got to the point where I was helping, you know, a lot of people. Some people I wasn't able to help, and then I just kind of got to a point where I'm like, why, why do we continue to have such a massive homeless problem. Mm. You know? And and like, um, you know, I had worked with people that had been homeless five or six years and I just couldn't, I couldn't understand it. So I'm like, you know, I, I, I think it's great that there's organizations out there that are doing all kinds of different things to help people, but I want to do something in the arena of bringing change to the system itself, because obviously, go. obviously what we're doing right now is not working. I'll give you an example. Um, the uh, the the annual um, uh, Department of Housing and Urban Development report for in the U.S. that came out, uh, which is the most recent report for homelessness, covers all the states, but as a whole for the country. And I'll quote out of their report: it "says on a single night, 2020, roughly 580,000 people were experiencing homelessness in the U.S." Between 2019 and 2020, the number of people experiencing homelessness increased by 2%. Wow. That just, it, that blows my mind um, that we continue to fund wow. programs. We continue to um, pour all of these resources in, into this problem set, but yet it, it, it just it continues to grow. So that's why. I wanted to step in the, the, the bull arena and say, you know what, we're going to do something different. We want to figure out what the heck is going on. Yeah. We want to, we want to inspire real change. And that's where the company as a whole began to develop as I was surrounded by a group of people that saw the vision, embraced the vision and said, you know what, I'm along on the ride with you, Tracy. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. and, uh, and we said, you know what, we're going to inspire real change. We don't, we want to build something that does just doesn't talk about change. 
we want to create something that has change that's that has substance to it, something that you can see. I don't want to tell you about it. I want you to be able to go into your community. I want you to be able to see it. So that's where Inspire Real Change, the DNA of it, actually came from. And uh, that's what we're doing. And we launched last year. And, uh, man, it's been an incredible ride. And we're we're only beginning. I, I, I got to say, man, because the mere fact that you spent 21 years in the military, you devoted your life to such a huge role in, in that type of impact of the world. For you now to come back, you know, as they say, you know, as a civilian in a sense, mm-hmm. and and now you're fighting this whole other battle. But it, some would say, man, you spent so much time in this way of your life and, you know, you already devoted your time and your energy and everything of the sort. But now you're coming in and devoting your time and energy once again in such a in, in such an impactful way here within our communities. And I just have to say, number one, I got to commend you for that, because I, I think it's it's honorable. It's, it's amazing to see that type of care and concern for humanity uh, the way that you have. And so uh, thank you for for being for using your that calling that you have in your life and moving forward with that and and with that now you saw an issue that's been going on you you built i love the fact that you said i built relationships with these people you know one of the things that um i i focus on as well because one one of the reasons why i loved what you talked about uh when i saw what you what you were all about and everything of the sort was how you're looking to inspire real change and and shift from just the hand out model to the hand up model. Mm. And one of the things that we do for sure at our church, we we do focus on helping people in our in, in our uh, those who are experiencing homeless homelessness in downtown Calgary. Uh, but it's always in my mind, like, how do I. I know what we're doing is good, but I know it's not necessarily good enough. And I remember actually having a conversation with someone who looked at me and said, what else can you do for me? Like, how can you get us off the street? Mm -hmm. That hit me. That hit me really hard. And so when I heard what you're doing now, I want to learn more. We want to learn more as to what it is that that you're focusing on and how you're actively making this into a reality for them. Can you can you dive in a little bit more into what the organization is doing specifically in that regard? Absolutely, Brian. And and thank you for the kind words. I mean, I really, I'm really humbled by that. And I'll tell you, as a as a Christian, yeah, um, yeah. I can see where God took me because, like I said, I was an I was an intelligence analyst in the military, mm. and now one of the core competencies of Inspiral Changes, we're doing research. That's right. So I'm taking, I'm gathering data, and I'm doing data analysis and development. So I I know I know that you know God you know gave me those skills in the military and now I'm I'm able to take those skills and utilize them now when I'm working with individuals and data. So I I'm 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 definitely thankful for that. But um so inspire real change we we have three core competencies. We had we have advocacy, education and research. Mm-hmm. So one of our core competencies is our research project right now is and it's called homeless recidivism 
We're, we're, we're looking at it from a perspective of individuals that were housed through a program or, 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 or services or whatnot, but then they fell back into homelessness. So they recidivated back into homelessness. So um, we are doing that research. It's, it's, it's a year long project. So it's all of 2021. Mm-hmm. We just um, released our mid project report. It's on our website. If you look at inspirochange.org uh, slash research, you'll be able to see the, the, uh, the highlights, the data highlights that we put together. So what we found was that a lot of the individuals, we worked with 20 individuals and we worked with them pretty extensively, not only to gather data and to better understand their situations, their, 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 their history, but also to try and get them connected to services based on what their needs are. So we found a lot of um, individuals that were out there that um, have some health care, what we refer to as healthcare related issues. So that would be physical health, behavioral health, or addiction because um, we found we found 95% of the individuals that we worked with had some type of healthcare related issue that um, basically uh, hindered them or um, was a barrier to them uh, in their lives. So if you put it together, you think about, okay, if you've got, you know, a healthcare issue, then in a lot of times that will be a barrier for for work or in, you know, generating an income in turn that contributes to an individual not being able to maintain or pay for stable housing. Right. So it's all kind of, it's all kind of connected in a way. And, you know, we believe that um, we believe that homelessness is a result of underlying needs or underlying issues. Mm. So we just don't think people just don't become homeless out of nowhere. There's there's a cause, and that's why we wanted to get down to that root service level to better understand these challenges to try to figure out how to make changes to the system. Because we 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 really thought, you know, I can't because I can't sit I can't sit in an office and sit there and say, oh well, you know what? I think I, I think I understand what our homeless population what their challenges and barriers are. So. Uh, you know what? Let me go ahead. I can't make good decisions that way. That's right. I need to go. I need to go down to the lowest level, the lowest denominator. And when you get to the to that level, and you hear the voices, you hear the hearts, you look in the eyes, and you can feel it, and you mm-hmm. understand it, then you can take that and go, "Hey, listen, this data that we're presenting, um, it, it it's coming directly from the source." That's right. You can't go any lower of a, of a denominator than the source itself so, that yeah. way. And that's what we did. That's what we wanted to capture so we can take that. And the overarching concept is we take our research data, we educate our community, which mm-hmm. you know is another core competency, and then we go up to a higher level to like a state level or a federal level, and we present this data to decision makers to program directors and individuals that oversee these big homeless um, projects or programs. So we can say, Hey, listen, this is the, the data we found here are some of the challenges, but here's some potential solutions that we believe can help 
reform the system. Because if you look at our mission statement, we're transforming homeless social services. And we say transforming because we know it's not a, we do something and then we're done. It's always evolving. It's always changing. So transforming homeless social services to better serve people, because it's always about people first. And then we believe when you change people, you will also change communities. So that's how we built, that's how we built our mission statement. But from a big picture, taking the research data, moving it up through the community, up to the program level, and then presenting those solutions saying, hey, let's make some changes here. And we believe these changes implemented will better serve people. And and at the end of the day, reduce and end homelessness is what our goal is. I know a lot of people sometimes will say, well, you know, is there a major source of homelessness? Like, what is the exact cause of homelessness? Um, what has your research shown in that regard when it comes to one of the some of the major reasons? Or is there a major reason in that in that res, in that respect? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, yeah, I always tell people, you know, there is no main reason for homelessness because everybody's different. Every individual situation is different. Um, So, but I will tell you that what we're seeing is um, a a significant number of behavioral health, a significant uh, number of um, just generalized physical health care issues with individuals and, um, some some addiction, but also some family related type of situations where uh, individuals are saying, you know, I've lost my I became, my original homeless event um, was caused by family relation problems. Mm. But we realized when we when we stepped back and looked at it, we realized that a lot of the individuals that identified that also identified the behavioral health aspect of it, too. Mm. So we can kind of look at that and go, well, yeah, you know, if if we look at it that way, the, the behavioral health was the core. The relation was probably a result of which led to and that and that in turn kind of goes back to what I said with, um, you know, homelessness is a result of underlying needs. So if you think about just for that example, if somebody has behavioral health challenges that are not being addressed then they have family issues, which leads to them, you know, becoming unsheltered. Yeah. And if they still currently have those can, the uh, challenges, well, then obviously it's going to be a barrier to, to becoming housed and maintaining housing. As a, as an army vet yourself, because, you know, um, as, sorry, is it an army or which, which branch of military? Oh, Air Force, Air Force, Air Force. That's right. Air Force. Right. So as a as a military vet, working having worked in the Air Force, I'm I'm seeing these numbers that mm-hmm. that I I saw on your website. Even the fact that California accounted for 31 percent of all the vet- veterans experiencing homelessness mm-hmm. in the United States, and thirty seven thousand two hundred fifty two veterans experiencing homelessness in the U.S. between 2019 and 2020. Well, how does that make you feel as someone who has been in in that in that position in the military, knowing that many of your, of your brothers and sisters in the military are now experiencing that homelessness. Did that also become a factor as to why you're 
you're heavily working towards helping um, in homelessness recidivism in this sense? Um, I think, I think some of it did. Um, the, the, I guess the connection was a big one for me where if I was working with somebody that was, that was a, a homeless veteran, yeah. I really had these like strong, you know, connections with people to where, you know, I can say, Hey man, I really understand where you're coming from. Or I could use some, I can, we, you know, we call it uh, veteran cult- cultural competency That's right. where I can, I can, I can understand kind of where you came from and I can use some different things that are motivational tools so we can connect better. You trust me. And then we can walk this thing forward and try to navigate you towards services. So originally I'd say yes with the veteran side of the house, but then after a while I realized, you know, I want to help everybody. I don't, I mean, if, if you're a veteran, great. If not, it doesn't matter to me. I'm looking at needs and I'm looking at people. And I always say, you know, every person deserves a second chance. And I believe in people. So, um, yeah, originally, yes. But at the end of the day, I just want to I just want to help anyone. It doesn't matter. I love that. I love that, man. It it, it shows your heart, shows where you're at and and how you want to ultimately impact change, not just Mm -hmm. for people who you're. Uh, or who you have a close connection with, or or you would know you would have a close connection with, but ultimately just for anyone who comes into your path, I think mm-hmm. that's 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 honorable yeah. as well. That's, that's pretty yeah. amazing. I appreciate it. Yeah. Appreciate it. All right, can, can we, uh, go ahead. Yeah, I'm, I was just going to add real quick. Um, you know, I, I quickly realized when I started doing uh, like when when I started doing outreach and and mm-hmm. working on the streets, I quickly realized that. Um, I can't make anybody do anything. Mm. <laughs> so I quickly realized, that, yeah, I, l- listen, I can't make you go get help. I can't make you, you know, do this, that, or the other. But what I, what, but what I did realize is that um, it's not my, it's not my uh, um, decision on what people do. My job is to pres- is to present to you um, whatever resources I can and do my best to help you connect to those resources and get out of your current situation. Mm. It's not my job. It's not my job to judge anybody. And I tell you, I've worked with people for a day and got them connected with services, and I've worked with people for a year before I got them connected to services. But that's not my. Uh, it's not for me to judge. It's just my job to be there and to be, to be present with people. Cause I always remember what pastor Matthew Barnett uh, said one time, he said, you know, out and on the streets, um, drugs are persistent. Alcohol is persistent, but you know what? You have to be more persistent. Mm. So you yes. have to overtake it. You have to overtake that by being more persistent Mm. So you know what? If I got to go out every day and meet you at the behind the alley or under the bridge or whatever, I'll do what I got to do. But my job is to provide you opportunities. And I quickly learned that where if somebody said I'm not ready today, I'd say, you know what? I'll be don't worry. I'll be back tomorrow. Mm. And uh, and and I didn't I didn't I didn't carry it. I didn't carry a burden with me. I just looked at it as an expectation 
to go back and to, and to hopefully the, tomorrow they'll be ready to, to move forward with me. So amazing, man. I love that. That that's level of, of consistency, I think is, is remarkable because sometimes we, we get into this habit of we it's one and done, you know, you go mm-hmm. out you're like, Oh man, I did a great job. I, I may have fed someone X, Y, and Z. And then mm-hmm. you, and then you leave and you felt like you did a good job, but man, the, they're mm-hmm. con- that, that life that they're in, it's, they're stuck in that and it's yeah. going on 24 seven. Right. And so right. what, how do we stay persistent? I like how you use that term mm-hmm. persistent, staying, mm-hmm. staying on the course, moving forward, staying consistent with those who need the help, you, you know, mm-hmm. um, and, and, and I'm, I'm learning, man, because I have a group that goes out monthly uh, out into our downtown Calgary. Uh, I think I mentioned that before. And mm-hmm. I remember I remember I sat there and we were talking as a group and we literally told each other, we looked at each other. We said, rain or snow, we have to go Yeah, because we have an option to go mm-hmm. and they don't. Right. That's the that's the life right. that they live. It's just that's what right. it is for them. So. We mm-hmm. have to be consistent. And, and right now we're just doing once a month, but we're looking to ramp that up, you know, as time continues to go and as we get more donations and we're able to do more. But mm-hmm. I do want to transition to more of the hand up model because I mm-hmm. feel like you're bridging the gap. You're you're honestly bridging the gap between um, getting them what they need and, and you're allowing them to, to find the right connections. Uh, what what type of surveys did you do? How did you build those relationships? What what is it? What do they end up like? Where do they end up going? How have been some of the results of with with some of the people that you worked with? Because mm-hmm. we wanna we wanna be able to our listeners here who are listening to you. I know they're they're engaged. They're listening. So we wanna know how do we take this um, and, and move with that same fire and vigor that you have. Yeah. So first and foremost, um, realizing that we are stronger together. So when I put myself, I can't put myself on an island thinking that I'm going to go out here and do all these things for these people. It comes down to building a network. Mm -hmm. And that would that would be probably one of the biggest things I would say to any community out there is put together a network of, of services and providers that you have. And put that network together and use it to connect people to the the needed resource. Now, with that being said, um, and I'll give you an example. I have a network of of several counties, but I've got about 200 different service providers that I've networked with. Now, I'm talking everything from food to clothing to rental assistance. I mean, just the, the gamut. But one of the things that I found to be really important was I have to understand what each one of these does from a basic framework perspective. Okay. Um, Anybody working in social services or homelessness knows the last thing you want to do is refer somebody to a resource that they're not eligible for Mm. because you want to get somebody frustrated real quick send them somewhere that they're not eligible for. And then they get there and they say, why do they send you here? You're not eligible for this. And they go, you know what? That's it. I'm not getting help. I'm just going back to whatever. And, and, and the cycle starts again. So um, understanding the basics 
of each service provider that you have in your network so you can give good referrals and you can get these uh, individuals connected to the right resource because that's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. And and it, and I, I tell people all the time, you know, we go through and we do our research project. We'll gather data with an individual. We'll sit down and, and better understand their story and their needs. And then based on their needs, we'll go, hey, there's some resources here that we believe that that could fill your needs. And a, a lot of times they tell me, I, can't, I, n- I never knew about this resource. Mm. Like, how do you how do you know? And I said, well, I just work in this community and I understand the re-, and they're like, I, I've never heard of this before. I'll give you an example. I uh, had one individual who um, he uh, had some significant health care issues. Mm-hmm. Um, he had he had physical health issues and he had behavioral health issues. No insurance um, really wasn't eligible for any type of um, like government assistance type of health insurance, whatever we have in the U.S., but anyway, um, I, re- I after I had worked with him for a little while, I said, you know what? I, there's a program, and actual the clinic is a I don't know, it's probably a half a mile from where he was staying at. And I said they have a homeless program. Let's go and let's put in an application because I think I think we can get you connected. So we went and filled out the paperwork. Um, we got a uh, got a copy of his ID, which he didn't have any ID. So we went and got his ID, got it, get submitted information. The next day, they 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 called me and they said, "Hey, we just reviewed his application and he's been approved for uh, healthcare resources for twelve months." Amazing. So so this is uh, primary care. This is far, pharmaceutical, dental, like the whole gamut. Wow. So you know, we were able to get him connected. So he starts, I mean, he's like, Hey, I want, first of all, I need a primary care doctor's appointment. I need lab works done. I need, I want to speak to a psychologist. So he got the whole gauntlet of services and that actually led to him becoming housed. And so he, he started the services. He was able to utilize a program to get housed and then he continued with the services while he was being housed to ensure that his needs were met and then he could sustain the housing because that's the ultimate goal is sustainable housing. So that's how the network w- has worked for us. And, it, and it's, uh, it's, it's been a, a, a great, great resource. How did that make you feel to see that actually turn into fruition, that you saw someone going from that level of homelessness to now getting the resources that they need and then getting into the housing and, you know, hopefully now even being able to get a job and, and, and just grow his life from there. How did that make you feel in that process? Um, you know, I always try to see, and I always try to see people at their full potential. Mm. So when I see somebody in a, you know, if they're sleeping on the streets or whatever it is, I try to, through my eyes, I see them at their full potential and I treat them as, hey, you know what? I'm here for you and I want to help you because I know there's better for you. And to me, when I go through and work with somebody and we have those really good, successful outcomes, honestly, Brian, I'm like, next. And it's not a, (laughs) it's not a, you know, Hey, I just want to, you know, I'm done with this. No, it's a, Hey, I'm ready for the next one. Mm. I'm ready for the next one. I'm ready for, you know what I mean? I'm ready to, 
and I don't, you know, I always, I always maintain these relationships with people because yeah, I'm always, yeah. I tell people, Hey, um, you know, if something happens or, 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 you know, if something doesn't go right, Hey, you know, reach out to me, man, we'll, we'll, we'll jump back in, start, start working through it again. But honestly, it's, I know, I, I get a feeling. I know when, when we have those successful outcomes that it just kind of reinforces, man, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is what I'm supposed to be doing, you know? So I'm just thankful to be able to do it. That's amazing, man. It, I like your attitude too uh, with this as well. It's very humble and it's not like you sit there in, in a boastful way of, oh, look at me. I did this for this person. You're just like, all right, well, we're able to do it now by God's grace. Let's move forward to the next one. I, I, I like that mentality because it, it strays away from focusing on you and it continues to focus on, on the issue at hand and you're able to move forward with mission and with yeah. impact. So that that's pretty great. It was pretty great, man. Yeah. Yeah. How do you feel like your, your faith has, has impacted the way that you deal with people as well? Um, Cause it, it seems as though that's also shaping the way that you think and the way that you move out in the community. Yeah, I think it's everything. I mean, just um, like I had mentioned before, just doing a a week at the Los Angeles Dream Center, just like yeah. like framed it for me. It was like, wow, man. I, there's no there's there's no greater like for me. There's no greater service than serving others. And I know that mm. you know. I'll I always say it's not about me. It never has been, and it never will be. So I just need to focus on helping others. And that's where through my faith, I see people at that, like, you know, I just look at it as, you know, they, they I mean, you know, next week something can happen and I could be sleeping on the streets. True. I don't know. That's true. Yeah. I, I, don't, I, have, I have no idea. So I'm just thankful. And I just want to use everything that I've been blessed with to go out there and just reach people and just, and, and, and do what I can to help people. And at the end of the day, that's what it's all about for me. It's about people. That's awesome. What with with what you're doing right now, especially focusing on the research and data portion mm-hmm. of, of Inspire Real Change, where do you see yourself going into the next, let's say, year or two years or five years? How, how will Inspire Real Change necessarily mm-hmm. transform itself as well as it continues to move forward? Mm-hmm. I love your questions, Brian. You got great <laughs> questions, man. Yeah, you do. I love it. You're, Thanks, a, big, you're a big thinker. I like Thanks, it. Thanks, but I appreciate that. It's so, <laughs> good, man. So, um, so right now, we literally were incorporated last year. So we are we we haven't even been uh, out there for a year yet. So, but we've been we've been we've been, we've been working hard. So, yeah. but we're, we're this year we're kind of looking at it as we're going to be locally within our city. You know, we're we're close to the capital city here in South Carolina, Columbia, South Carolina. So, we're focused in this area. Next year, we're going to branch out into the state. So, we want to start okay. doing some things. Yeah, we want to start doing some things in the state as a whole. So, um, branching out that way, and then. 2023 and forward, we're going to, we're going to go outside of the state. So hopefully by that time, our goal is to solidify some, some, uh, some good, uh, not only data, but to also put together some projects and processes that we can show are effective in 
reducing homelessness. And then we can take that outside of our state and start to implant those in other cities. That's kind of the, the big picture goal. I, I like how you're move how you think with that. It actually uh-huh. reminds me of um so I had this guest, his name is Danny Ludeman, and his focus was on the on prison reform or prison recidivism. Uh-huh. Um, and how they were looking to change the way that that in Seattle they wanted to change the way that the prison reform system has been and and to help things to to grow better and right now they're looking to branch out into chicago and then ultimately throughout all the states as well so uh, i like that you you have that mindset as well that you don't want to just keep this locally within south carolina but you want to branch and continue to branch and right. allow this system that you're that you're working on because it's a beautiful system and it's actually and once again it's it's moving away from the handout model which is still like i i want people to understand mm-hmm. it's still necessary to do you know mm-hmm. f but but there is a place and time to start moving away from the handout model to the hand up model and yeah. I'm learning that more and more as I continue to go on myself. And so mm-hmm. you're moving this model, not just within uh, South Carolina, but taking it out into all different states as well. And I think that's going to be very helpful with the way that we also see um, those experiencing homelessness. And actually, with saying that, I I realize that you use that terminology, though, um, people experiencing homelessness. Mm-hmm. And we have a tendency to say homeless people. Mm-hmm. I remember, and I, and I'm talking about myself here. Sure. And, and so it was about a year and a half ago. I remember I spoke to this young lady. She's, she's a brilliant mind. She's wonderful. Her name is Jalissa Ricketts. And she told me, uh, Hey, can you say those experiencing or people experiencing homelessness instead of calling mm-hmm. them homeless people? Mm-hmm. And I remember for a while, I was just kind of like, like, what's the difference? Uh, but then when you, understand the terminology of that that's how it it really helped me to frame the way that i see people as well so Mm -hmm. to your understanding why do you use uh people experiencing homelessness instead of calling them homeless people i because i don't i don't want to pin something on somebody that's just a temporary condition yeah you know it's kind of like (laughs) it's kind of like one of those things where you know you you don't just because just because we have a problem, it doesn't define who we are. You know what I mean? And that that doesn't homelessness is just a uh, a, a temporary thing. Um, and that's why I'd like to use that terminology, because I don't want to pin that on somebody as, oh, they're just, that's just a homeless person. Hmm. Well, you know what? No, that's an individual who's a, you know, an unsheltered citizen. That's somebody that's experiencing homelessness right now. But guess what? We see them at their full potential. And then we're going to move to see them come out of that condition and back into permanent housing. So that's kind of why we use that type of terminology. I love that. Oh, that was great. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to pin that on an individual. Oh, man, when you said that, man, I was just like, I felt that to my core. Because like you said, it can happen to anybody. Now, why do I why do I want to put you as as this individual that is homeless and that's that's how I see you I value you that's how mm-hmm. I perceive you no that's what mm-hmm. you're experiencing right now right and, and when when I 
when I understood it, man, I, I felt like it even changed the way that I interacted with that population because mm-hmm. it was like at this point now, I don't just see you as a homeless person, but you're someone that is in a current situation mm-hmm. that that has the potential to come out. And I, I think yeah, right. it's, it's so amazing. see that's the perspective right there. That's it. That's it right there. That's amazing. Yeah, I love that. Thank you for that definition. That that yeah, was yeah. I'm probably gonna use that as a soundbite <laughs> too. <laughs> but uh yeah, I mean there's there's so much that you're doing. Um I, I love the, the trajectory of, of of where inspire real changes is moving towards. Do you have any people who are are backing like who who in South Carolina is also backing your organization, your corporation, and what are they doing necessarily to to help this move forward are, are there ways that donations are, are being able to be sent are there ways for because we want people in your town as well in your in your state mm-hmm. we want people in your country we want people in canada where i'm at right now we want yeah. whoever is listening to this saying okay how can i also contribute to making sure that um inspire real change is continuing to move forward with their with their movement so who who is backing and, and also how can someone continue to help and and push this forward? Yeah, absolutely. So right now we're we're um, we're operating just off of uh, you know donations and donors, mm-hmm. and uh, I am uh, so thankful and blessed to have an incredible uh, board of directors. And like awesome. I had mentioned earlier, they uh, they they understand the vision, awesome. uh, they understand um, the the mission and. Um, you know, because sometimes it, people may get confused because they think when people think, um, you know, assisting individuals who are unsheltered, you know, they think of serving meals or maybe you're a shelter or something like that. And we're not a direct service provider. We're a different different uh, type of organization where we're doing research and we're helping people, but in kind of a, a different type of, of dynamic. So. Mm-hmm. A lot of people um, that we work with or or, are engaged with, um, we have to kind of make sure that they understand what our mission is. But to support our research is one of the biggest ones right now, because that that's something that we're in our second phase of that research project. And um, we believe that it's going to bring some good some good data that we can utilize to develop some some strategies moving forward for for change. So I would just say everybody out there, uh, check out inspirerealchange.org. Um, that's our, our website. We've got um, um, some information on there. Our mid project report is on there. And I've also, we've got a blog on there too. We're going to be adding more to our blog, but we've got some, we've got some pretty uh, dynamic blogs coming out. We're going to talk about um, the network stuff that you and I had mentioned, Brian, we're going to talk about uh, some outreach efforts and and some different strategies. We're going to talk about the network. That's another one that's planned coming up. Mm-hmm. So we're really excited and um, we're thankful for those uh, in our state and, and, and in the country that, that donate to us and uh, it keeps us going, man, keeps yeah. us going. That's awesome. But we're not, I mean, we're, we're, we're going to fight for this, Brian. We're, uh, we are laser focused, we're laser focused, man. And, and that's where we get, you know, real people, real data, real change. We're, we're, we're taking it from real people 
development. And we're, we believe that we can really, really change the system and really impact people and communities. So we're, we're fighting for it. I truly believe uh, as anyone who who's listening to this episode, you embody what we're all about here, highlighting people and organizations, but you as a person and an organization that is actively making that difference in, in, in your community and looking to impact real change. And I just I just want to say thank you so much for what you're doing, what you've been called to bring into this world and and truly making such a powerful impact. And not only just within those experiencing homelessness, but also uh, starting with me and, and just being able to hear and understand how you're moving forward in this way. Now I'm, I'm willing to, to take some steps and some, and some ways in which we can even bring that towards our communities, networking better, connecting more of our, with those who we go out there when we're on the streets and, and making sure that we were able to find ways to, to bridge that gap. Uh, so thank you so much for what you do and what you're teaching us. And um, even, even before we, we let off on this episode, do you have, what, what are some practical tips that you would, that you would tell anyone who's, who's looking to get into this type of field, how can they necessarily move forward in a way that will bring away from just the handout model to the handout model? Like what are some, uh, at least three like get, takeaways that we can take with us today and say, all right, this is something I can practice today or I can bring back to my team, whatever the case may be. Yeah, I would say um, first understand and learn what resources are in your community. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of communities out there, you know, fairly large size community. They have a lot of resources in them, mm-hmm. but um that would be the first thing I would do if somebody is interested in getting into the social services realm or human services realm that way, just to, to start to, to look at those resources, study those resources to better understand what they do, mm-hmm. um, what their eligibility criteria is. And then I would go and I would just partner with a social service agency. You know, they're always looking for volunteers. They're always looking for um, you know, assistance or whatnot. So I would just volunteer with an organization that kind of fits with what you kind of really feel in your heart about um, what type of service they do. Just find something that connects with you, something that resonates with you. And then from there, get out on the streets and start to get to know people. Because at the end of the day, it comes down to people. And when you have those three pieces, so you've got people, You've got a volunteer opportunity, and then you understand resources. You could put those three things together, and that's where that 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 change process happens. Mm. Because for me, you know, for me, I don't think if I go out and talk to somebody that's on the streets, if I don't have anything to offer, then I don't feel like I'm I'm doing anything to help better their situation. Mm. I need to bring something to the table. If I bring information, good information to the table, then I actually feel like I'm doing something. And those are the three pieces, the, 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 the person, the resource, and then the, the organization and getting all those three connected so you can motiv- motivate somebody or through that process or help navigate them through that process. I love that. I love that. And, and you honestly you kind of opened up a, 
a segue for me because August 7th, we're going to be going back out into our community. Um, and I plan on a, oh, having, having a bit of a booth. And I think one of the things we're going to do is ask personal questions as to, you know, what got you there, whatever the case may be, um, okay. so that we could, uh, in turn, now do the research and go into the uh, and, and find um, different types of organizations that could work with those uh, eligible factors. So, man, honestly, like, this is this is this episode was, was greater than I even intended, man. So I, I really appreciate this all and all of this. Um, Can I add something real quick? Yeah, Ryan? of course. The way I usually approach that with an individual is I say, hey, listen, I'm trying to better understand the needs of the community, and I would love the opportunity to kind of better understand your story, better understand your needs, and then see if we can get you connected to fill those needs. And I can honestly say when you present it to a, a person that way, where they can understand a hundred percent of the time, I always get the absolutely. Mm. So I think it's a great idea when, if you're going out and you're going to be in the community and you present somebody, you know, in that way, and you have some resources with you, that's where, that's where it all begins. And it only just grows and builds from there. That's awesome. That's amazing. I, I love the way you structured that as well, because it makes it real personal and, but it also makes it, in a way where you know I'm here for your best interests and nothing mm-hmm. else. Yeah. Yeah. And guess what? That persistency, if you don't, if you, if you, if you don't feel comfortable with me today, mm-hmm. I'll be back. I'll be back. Don't I'll be worry. Back, yeah. And I'll look for you. And I'll look for you. So <laughs> we're that, not, that's right. Anyway. <laughs> Cause I'll say like out of example, I, I remember uh there's been a couple of times somebody came up to me and it was crazy. It was like I didn't even remember their face but they were like hey uh nice to meet you nice to see you again uh-huh. I was like, oh shoot so this person so yeah. like they they see us you know they yeah. and they know that we're coming and yeah. so it, it becomes a lot more trusting as well that yeah. hey you know this guy is not just yeah. a one and done or kind of yeah. they, they're willing to keep coming back so yeah you're right yeah. on that you're right on yeah. that yeah and it's kind of like a it's kind of like a um like a sell model. I, I, I guess I describe it as like, you know, you meet a couple of people and you build a nice rapport with people yeah. and they start to trust you. And then, then you'll hear them telling other people, Hey man, this guy, this guy's the real deal. Mm. Like this guy, like you need to get with this guy, this guy. And then it just like spreads. Mm. And then you end up like walking down the street and they're like, you know, hear people yelling your name. Hey, Brian. (laughs) (laughs) So that's how it starts. man. it starts like with one or two people. And then they, then they start telling everybody, Hey, Brian is this guy, man. He hooked me up with this, with this service and told me to go over here and they're helping me right now, man, you need to get with him. And then it just grows from there. Mm. It's amazing. (laughs) My my mind is like going places right now. I'm telling you. This is yeah. Great. Yeah, this is great, man. Yeah. This is great. Tracy, you're amazing, man. I just gotta say that. I appreciate. I appreciate yeah, the opportunity, man. <laughs> like, yeah, for real. This is this was great. A- anything you want to leave with us before we before we close off on our episode today? Uh, I would just leave you with, um, you know, if you if you have individuals who are unsheltered in your in your community, 
hey, you know what? It, we don't have to like, you know, it, it's a big problem, mm-hmm. but it, it but it ha- it starts with just bite sized pieces. Mm-hmm. So when I say that, I mean, you know, if everybody just kind of comes out and just does something, you know, it, it it'll end up making a huge impact. And I would just tell people, you know, if you're hesitant about it or you're really unsure or whatever, just like I said before, reach out to a resource and find out what they do and say, hey, man, how can I help? How can I go and and, and do something? And just being involved, I'm telling you that you will, whether you know it or not, you will make an impact Mm -hmm. and you and you will drive people and you'll drive real train, real change in your community. I guarantee it. Man, Tracy, thank you so much for coming on to Madcasters. My pleasure, my brother. This has been a very needed, a very impactful episode, not not only to our listeners, but to me. Um, and and I'm really looking forward to using what you have told us here and what you've shown us, you know, how you're able to make change in South Carolina, how you want to change that throughout the whole um, uh, country of, of the United mm-hmm. States and and we're gonna we're gonna keep working hard and and connecting and so that we could also learn from you and to be able to to take in those same methods and and do some out there as well in, in Canada. So thank yeah, you absolutely. for who you are, Tracy. Thank you for being called and, and used to to do this great work. And I'm looking forward to continued conversation and and for us to to one day even partner in some way, shape, or form. I would yeah, love absolutely. that, man. Be yeah, awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you, Brian. I appreciate the opportunity, brother. Absolutely, man. Bless you. Yeah, man. All right. Thank you for tuning into today's episode of Madcasters with your host, Brian St. Louis. Please remember, do what you are called to bring into this world. Someone's life depends on your willingness to obey your calling. You are special. And you have something positive to bring to this world that no one else can. Every Thursday at 5 a.m. Eastern Time, a new episode will be ready for you to listen and grow from. Be sure to subscribe to Madcasters on your favorite podcast platform. Follow us on Instagram at Madcasters. Support the podcast through patreon.com backslash Madcasters because together, We can make the difference in order to change the world.